0: Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. This is your Colorado Sports Week in Review. Your Denver Nuggets are now 15-10 and 10 on the season. They went 1-4 last week with a loss at Memphis, a win in Los Angeles against the Clippers, a loss at home against the Lakers, a loss on the road against the Blazers, and a loss at home against the Houston Rockets last night, February 6th. This week, the Nuggets have three games. February 8th, they're here against the Dallas Mavericks. Thursday, February 9th, they're also at the Pepsi Center against the Golden State Warriors. And Saturday, February 11th, they travel to Indiana to face the upstart Pacers. Your Colorado Avalanche are now 26-25, and 25, went 0-3 last week with losses at Edmonton, at home versus the Minnesota Wild, and also at home against the Vancouver Canucks. The Avalanche also have three games this week, Tuesday, February 7th against the Chicago Blackhawks, Friday, February 10th versus the Carolina Hurricanes, and Saturday, February 11th at St. Louis to face the Blues. The Avs are currently in 12th place out west, your Denver Nuggets in 4th place. That is your Colorado Sports Week in Review, Ross Martin. Let's start the show.
1: Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys Podcast, episode number 27. As always, from denverstiffs.com, Nate Timmons is here.
0: Everybody out there listening to the show, hope you're having a wonderful Tuesday night. It's snowy here in Colorado and we're loving it. Ross Martin, my co-host, my producer. How you doing over there, man?
1: Fantastic. And uh, we want to uh, quickly remind everyone that we have a voicemail. 720-722-1274. 720-722-1274. That's the CSG hotline. Give us a call and uh leave a leave us a voicemail and we will play it on the show next week. We haven't talked about that a lot, but uh that's uh something that we think would be really cool. Also like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at C O L O Sports Guys, email us show at Collar Sports Guys dot com. But most importantly, give us a ring at seven two oh seven two two. One two seven four, and leave us a voicemail. We'll play that. As for the show today, there's lots to discuss. Football is over, but we can still talk about the Super Bowl halftime show and some uh, Denver Broncos that uh, getting in trouble a little bit. We're also going to talk about the Nuggets, as Nate just went through here. As you talked about the past week, bit of a rough week, pretty rough, and uh, but uh, <laughs> you know it was a busy week. Yeah. This week seems to be a little lighter, so we'll talk about that for sure. And uh, then we have a new segment, Nate's, Nate Timmons' Gripe of the Week. Brand spanking new. Brand new segment, Nate's Gripe of the Week. We'll save that for the end of the show where uh, we have a surprise topic there. Boom, bam. You want, you want to tell what it is? Just wait. Let's wait.
0: We can tease yeah. it out. It has to do with punching people in the face. All right,
1: perfect. So uh, Nate's Gripe of the Week about getting punched in the face, and we're going to talk about (laughs) all of that. But before that, Nate, what's up with you, man?
0: Dude, I have been doing a little something that I have been enjoying: listening to old CDs. I have a a massive book of my CDs. I've never thrown any of them out, but uh, before I head to the gym, I like to flip through and find something that I want to jam out to. And recently I uh, have listened to Master P. Ghetto D.
1: Oh,
0: may me me, 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 crack
1: like this.
0: There you go, man. That's it. Yeah. Pete, let me hear you say, uh. Oh,
1: yes. That is a great, great CD. Uh. Uh-huh. Man, that ain't no <laughs> Pete. <laughs> Who this is. So, yeah, that's great.
0: Uh, you know, I plugged that in uh, along with that uh, Wu Tang Clan,
1: Wu Tang Forever. Yeah, yeah, that's all good stuff.
0: And you know, y- you listen to these these albums now, and I remember back when I when I had them in, in high school or whatever. There was you know one or two songs that I absolutely loved that I played until I was just sick of them. And then now, when I go back and I listen to these CDs again, I can usually find at least another like two or three songs that have stood the test of time. And that are amazing, and I'm like, how did I not find these when I was younger?
1: Let's hear them. What are they?
0: I don't know exactly what they are, but there's you, you there's... just you
1: don't even have any. No, you, I like they're have... going to say that, but there's... you didn't even come prepared to. There's two
0: of them off the Master PCD. Okay. and then there's two of them tonight that I just found off the uh, Wu Tang Clan Wu Tang Forever disc two that I am really enjoying.
1: The epic double album,
0: big double album, amazing work. But this kind of leads me to something else, you know. So I'm enjoying these 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 old school rap CDs because I'm finding new stuff that I didn't enjoy as a kid which is, you know, it happens in life, your tastes evolve. Evolve. You start liking things that you didn't like, which leads me to my my fantastic Super Bowl dinner which involved something that as a kid you couldn't catch me dead eating asparagus.
1: Oh, asparagus. The, the tricky to
0: cook yeah i didn't really like it as a kid but now loving this stuff
1: I, 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 tricky to cook like how do you mean i don't know i mean just i'm a kid them anyway, right? what do i
0: What as a kid what did i know how to do make cereal like i didn't know what to do
1: i hear you so uh tell I mean, me about this you had uh just a bunch of what buffalo asparagus is that what it was hot asparagus wings doesn't sound like a super bowl meal to me
0: hot asparagus wings <laughs> what what the hell are you talking asparagus about? nachos <laughs> Well, we went sloppy uh, asparagus, Joe's. Went for a, a little bit of uh, me. Me and the girlfriend or a bit of samplers. You could say we fit into wedding crashers pretty good, right? Just mm-hmm. a sampler. So we did. Uh, we did a New York strip, and mm. uh, I guess in, in homage to the New York Giants winning the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, sure. So we had the New York strip I- with a little teriyaki marinade. Delicious. Oh, very nice. We did a little uh, lobster ravioli, which was amazing. Wow. And they were uh, surf and turf, brightly colored. They were red and white ravioli. Kind of reminded me of a clownfish. Felt like I was eating a clownfish. Did you?
1: uh, Did you make these raviolis, or what's the deal? Sure, we made them. (laughs) Frozen.
0: (laughs) Maybe we bought them from uh, a wonderful store. Okay, okay. Cooked them, but uh, we did those. Uh, We also had uh, the asparagus, little little parmesan, little olive oil. You know, cook them up in a pan.
1: Sounds great. Amazing. How'd you cook that steak? Grilled it. Outdoors? Outdoors. Very nice.
0: I'm a man. I'm uh, I'm used to the cold temperatures. I, I'm from Colorado. You're not going to scare me off with a little wind and snow.
1: I totally agree. Yeah. I'm not scared about it either.
0: I have been deemed from the weekend I, I am now a grill master. Wow. So so
1: you cooked them, uh, I'm guessing, rare, medium rare, something like that?
0: Yeah, I like to go. I'm, I'm pretty in between. Yeah, rare, medium rare. Very good. I'm a, I'm a medium rare guy myself. Uh I think that's the best way to enjoy it as a kid. I remember I, I enjoyed a lot of a lot of steak well for some reason. Didn't really understand the whole uh, rare yeah. to medium rare concept back then.
1: Yeah, it's kind of you know a waste of a good cut of meat because when you get to that temperature, it's going to be tough. Right. I have a nice succulent New York strip and then cook it, overcook it. It's a waste.
0: Yeah, that would be a waste. Yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm glad I grew up. I'm glad I evolved. Um Cooked during the Super Bowl, missed a little bit of it, you know, doing that. But that was much more enjoyable than watching a game against two teams I could really care less about.
1: Very very good. So so new, new hobbies here, cooking.
0: Cooking. It's, it's an old hobby of mine. I like to cook, but I'm um, branching out a little bit more, you know, stuffing what, myself silly.
1: You know what I started doing with the steaks, and I uh, even have started doing this with burgers, is I'm kind of uh, getting away from the grill a little bit. I used to just think wow. that was the only way to cook certain things like brats or steaks or burgers.
0: I'm a big fan of I'm changing uh, that. Yeah.
1: There's an, You know, now I start to do the, uh, you know, the you get like a cast iron skillet and oh, you throw yeah. it in the oven and you preheat that thing. Yes. And then uh, you put it up. After it's preheated, you put it up on the stove and uh, on, a, on a hot burner and then you throw the steak in there, sear up both sides. And then put it back in the oven and let it finish in the oven. And I'll tell you, it's, uh, I feel like it's got a leg up on the grill. Really? Yes. And wow. I started doing that also with the burgers. And uh, The Roscoe burgers? Roscoe burgers, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So I do like the grill, though. It's nice. It's good. It's a little healthier, too, I feel like. It's kind of let some of the grease drip off.
0: I've always been a big fan of uh, if I'm cooking salmon steaks or if I'm going chicken, love to bake them in the oven. You wrap because them it in dries t- out
1: so much on a grill. Just yeah. All that. Yeah,
0: You wrap those bad boys in foil, throw in whatever kind of seasonings you want to get with, and uh, you're looking at deliciousness in about 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, that but, is good. Uh, the new girlfriend, though, amazing cook, has been teaching me very good tips, little secrets here and there, her own way of doing stuff, so... We're combining uh, knowledge, I guess you could say. Oh, that's coming sweet. up with some coming up with some good Did stuff. You.
1: Super Bowling, you know, <laughs> Super Bowl watching the Super Bowl at home with the lady and lobster raviolis. Man, perfect
0: oh, clownfish that's, raviolis is that
1: called? I'm just really happy for you. <laughs> that's fantastic.
0: So let's let's flip the script, Ross. What uh, what have you been getting into lately? Well,
1: speaking of food during the Super Bowl, I went over to uh, a friend's house, and uh, it was like. Uh, Couples, Super Bowl. Everybody there was a couple. Big time. Yeah, just married couples, and, and uh, I stuffed myself, my face, with Sloppy Joes. Ah, they delicious. Yes, lots of dips of certain elements, like artichoke.
0: Did you get any uh, information? Was this Mandwich Sloppy Joes, or is this It was not. In fact, it was scratch? turkey.
1: Turkey Sloppy Joes, but I, didn't, I couldn't tell until I had about four of them, and then she told me. That it was turkey. I was like, yeah, it tastes good. I don't even know what, a, what is in a sloppy Joe.
0: Yeah, ground turkey can throw you for a loop. It yeah, can trick you. It's
1: fantastic. It's flavor, I was, right? I was watching the game with people who I always make fun of myself because I don't know that much about sports. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but I, but yeah, I know as much as the average guy, right?
0: Yeah, you're the fan voice, definitely.
1: Yeah, but you know what I found out is that I'm kind of like uh, – And forgive me if I've used this analogy before, but I'm kind of like to sports what a golfer is that breaks 100 but not 90. You know what I mean? Like if you're shooting in the 90s in golf, you're a pretty good golfer. Um, You're not good, but you're still better than 90% of all the golfers in the world, which is a statistic I heard that 90% of golfers can't break 100 on a regular basis.
0: I guarantee I couldn't break 100. So, yeah.
1: So that's (laughs) what I am to sports. And I'm sitting here watching this game with some people. Making comments about the game and people aren't understanding me. Like when Tom Brady threw that um, that pass in the beginning of the game that ended up being intentional grounding. Yeah. And I said, "Oh, well, that's a safety." There's a safety. And then somebody's like, "No, no, they called it intentional grounding." See? And I was like, "Oh God, now I got to explain grind, this." The end zone. Exactly is a safety. You know? And I was like, "It's kind of like if there's defensive holding on that play, and they just look at me with a blank face." And it's yeah, like, if you're okay. holding it in the end zone. Like being, yeah. Yeah. And that was the first. So you felt good then. First, you felt like an expert. Well, I just decided to keep my mouth shut the entire game. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, I can't be teaching football to these people. People. And these were guys, too. Like uh, was vermin, ver- these scumbags. I haven't said that for a while. So. <laughs> well, I haven't been doing any Bronco <laughs> games in a while. I would love to be talking about vermin and all that stuff. We've
0: got to get you down to the can, man, get you in the Pepsi Center.
1: Oh, yeah, I do have to make it down there. I have uh, not yet this season, but uh, I've got to put that on the to-do list. But something else I did this weekend is uh, I uh, was sitting around on Friday night, decided to just stay in and, and relax, and I watched Hoosiers.
0: Oh, man, awful mistake. I know that?
1: you're not a fan of that movie, <laughs> as we've discussed previously, but that is just a freaking great movie. Uh, I don't know when the last time you watched it was, but watch it again because it's so good. And it reminded me how much I love Gene Hackman and how much I miss Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman is great. Fact, oh, he's so great. And the fact that his last movie since he was in 2004 was Welcome to Mooseport.
0: That was with Ray that was Romano. His last
1: movie, wow, which was just uh, horrible. Why and, aren't they uh,
0: casting this guy? It's been what is he retired? Seven eight he years. He has
1: retired, and uh, and I knew that he had retired. And uh, but last weekend, you
0: don't really retire as an actor, do you? I guess.
1: I mean, I don't know. No, well, but whatever. He hasn't done it. If you never do it again, I guess you're retired. He always has that option, but. Uh, as far as everyone's concerned, he's retired. It's been almost you know, it's been eight years or so since his last movie. But wow. but then I remembered something that last weekend I was down at a bar in Denver. Uh, this was very late. I was pretty drunk or you know something to that effect. And I was talking to some guy who uh, was from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and uh, he was in town for some sort of ski expo. Was his name
0: DeTrell? Because I know him. No, he's from the ABQ. My, My bad. <laughs> Who's My that? Bad. My buddy DeTrell, he's from, he's from Albuquerque. He'd probably be offended if I said
1: so. <laughs> yeah, fan. he'd Sorry. probably be uh, complimented. <laughs> even. Um, Santa Fe, much nicer than Albuquerque, for the record. But anyway, and then I was just like thrown out. Oh, you must know Gene Hackman, you know, one of those annoying things that people do. And he actually said, yes, he did. And, uh, and I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. I, you know, what do you think about him retiring, all this stuff? He's like, oh, he didn't retire. I think he's going to be up in another movie pretty soon. And I'm thinking to myself, I would know that. I'm a yeah. Know, somewhat. Of you look like Gene buff. Hackman. <laughs> I look. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> a young Gene Hackman. <laughs> Gene Hackman never looked young. He was from the time he was eight, 15 uh, to now. He's like in his 80s. He has always looked 48. Yeah. It's ever, you know, he has never grown older. But then it's some. You know, he got old at 18, and then he just stayed that age. But anyway, so I watch Hoosiers, and then I look up. i want to do some research because I remember this conversation that I had forgotten that he said this guy said that Gene Hackman was going to come back and make a movie. Let me guess. Let me guess. Crimson Tide (laughs) Two. No. Was he in that one? Yes, he was. That was Denzel Washington. Turn your key. That's a good movie. The guy's a little dog. Anyway. So (laughs) I look up, you know, the Wikipedia page, which I am still haven't paid for. I've not paid once to Wikipedia. Unforgiven too. Gene Hackman (laughs) was a zombie. And no, so I go look up and I confirm that no. He has not he's not in any pre production of anything. He has not signed on to do any movies. He's D- but done nothing but ride his bicycle around and get hit by cars in the Florida oh, Keys.
0: Wait. Hold on, what? Gene got hit, Jeez, by, a got hit a by a car? Of, yeah, he was
1: okay, minor injuries. but and uh, I
0: wouldn't mind taking out a couple cycles 83 here years
1: there. old, you know, cycling around in the Florida Keys. But anyway, <laughs> so he is retired. He's not coming back. But I found out that he is very, very good friends with a uh, newly minted Broncos – Coach.
0: Jack Del Rio.
1: Absolutely. Wow! Really? Gene Hackman and Jack Del Rio are evidently pretty good pals.
0: I feel like Gene Hackman could play John Fox in uh, the the Tim Tebow story. If
1: movie John, if Jack Del Rio, oh wait, John Fox, yes.
0: Gene Hackman could play John Fox. Absolutely,
1: yes. yes.
0: And Jack Del Rio can set that and, up.
1: And Jack and Gene Hackman's got about four years on. Wait, Gene Hackman is about 40 years older than John Fox.
0: But like you said, he's an ageless wonder.
1: He is. He is. Yeah, so they're good buddies, I guess. And uh, I guess because Gene Hackman was a big fan of the Jaguars and Jack Del Rio would have him over and give him tickets to the box, all this stuff. So maybe, maybe we'll see Gene Hackman at some games this season. That'd be awesome, man. That'd be awesome. And if you're there and he's there, I'll text you so you
0: can go find him. Yes.
1: Hopefully he's not vermin disgusting pig. bring
0: gene on the old car sports guys podcast Have dude him,
1: we should get gene hackman on chop it up about hoosiers yes god such a great movie
0: and see if he wants to study for his upcoming role as john fox in the tim tebow story yes perfect
1: that's fantastic
0: we're on to something here
1: so yeah that's uh what i got
0: i like it man that's good i like the connection there i had no clue or would never even think that jack del rio and gene hackman would be boys
1: well i'm I, you know gene Hackman's the type of guy where he can be friends with anybody if he wants to be yeah. You know, if you just showed up right here and was like, Ross, you're going to be my best friend, I would be like, thank Done. you. <laughs> Done. Thank you, coach.
0: Move over, Carlisle Sports Cat. New you wanna, best friend. At you want
1: to do some layup lines right now? I'll go all out. It's awesome. All right. Take a break. How's that beverage treat you date? It's good. It's
0: good. Enjoying a delicious Dale's Pales Ales. Yeah? Yeah? You had too uh, many?
1: No. You had a few too many tonight? Still doing good. You wouldn't uh, be sauced, would you? Wouldn't be sauced. Wouldn't uh, even consider getting
0: behind the wheel. Because I know you have it was.
1: Uh, personalized license plates. <laughs> I Indeed I do. Indeed, <laughs> But uh, it doesn't say, does it say hammered. It does not does it say, say hammered. Blacked out.
0: Nope, Does no it B. say
1: Pissing myself, drunk. <laughs> Hammer, N- drunk.
0: No, it doesn't even say <laughs> sauced. Believe it or not.
1: <laughs> what? No Sean Moreno is driving a Bentley with a license plate that says sauced. His biggest headline. <laughs>
0: his biggest headline while in Denver, unfortunately. If
1: if he got that, you know, obviously they would have covered it, right in the news, because that's what they do. They cover Broncos getting in trouble there's got to be some sort of a connection with the you know like where cops call into the newspaper and get 50 bucks for alerting him or tipping them off to broncos getting in trouble
0: yeah or but, you have the reporters that sit with a uh a police radio next to their desk right you
1: think that i mean i doubt that's what it is how many duis are given out every night and they're just gonna well wait i mean
0: for... i don't think sports reporters but i mean the news desk certainly We'll we'll tap into the the police blotter.
1: Yeah, but not. I don't know. Well, what's a blotter? That's what what is a blotter?
0: It's kind of like a blog, but with a couple T's. I think.
1: And they have just like all the uh, like the arrest. That's like something they do in small town, right? I remember when I was in high school, we had a, a quote unquote senior party up in the woods of like a kegger, and the cops showed up and. Uh, Brought in like eight cop cars and just started writing every – they lined up everybody, gave everybody a breathalyzer and wrote about 40 tickets. Wow, they and, must have made
0: some money that month.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, the next day in the newspaper, the next week in the Clear Creek Current, there was a list of every single ticket that was given <laughs> out to them. Well, party. see, there,
0: there you made your point right there. You said a week later. Yeah. But with these things, you hear about this that night. Well, you know, we found you hear out no to a week is, later.
1: Oh, well, yeah, yeah. So, but, um, but
0: sometimes you will find out with these stories that it does happen. You know, it's like awaiting tests in the morning or something. It's like, how do they get the scoop? So that maybe fast? they have
1: an intern or something who sits there and just goes through the, the blotter, the blotter, <laughs> the blotter. <laughs> That's a good name. I forgot about that term. start using that more. So, anyway, <laughs> no, Moreno pops for DUI. Eh, happens. How old is the guy? 24, 25?
0: Something like that. You
1: know, it's just kind of like in a Bentley, uh, with the license plate of sauce. And my point is that what I was going to make is that, yes, that would have made news here, but there's no way no Sean Moreno, a, an underachieving running back for the Broncos is going to make national news. If he doesn't have that license plate. Right. And, uh, I think, uh, a, f- a friend of mine told me that Jim Rome was talking about it today. I'm looking and, at a
0: story off Yahoo sports. About yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, <laughs>
1: i mean that's not a good way to make news and i I, i'm surprised they even let him have that license plate Does does like the people not know that means drunk
0: i I don't know does it mean something
1: else that i don't know about
0: i mean if he was like italian or something then you could think oh sauce like he makes a a great spaghetti right
1: (laughs) but i I don't know about that italians call it gravy
0: yeah. Okay. Oh,
1: they do. Yeah, uh. I'm quarter Italian. I know this.
0: Oh, I'm gonna text my buddy Rich and see if that's accurate. Yeah, they call it gravy. You ever watched The Sopranos? Yeah, but I don't remember that. I just remember. Hey, give me some gabagool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the thing with No about this, or I guess not with No but with the whole athletes and DUIs, is you know people always want to come back to the argument of the argument of. Well, these guys can afford a, a, a limo if they wanted to. They could afford a helicopter to come pick them up. And I always say to you know, I always kind of say on the other side of that, well, it's also what about ten thousand dollars and a slap on the wrist? Well, not really more than a slap on the wrist to to average Joe, but you know, I guess to uh, an athlete, you know, really, what's what's ten grand to them? You know, it's like okay, this or that, but always never never a good move to to have that happen or be in that situation, but. um
1: and you know it's kind of funny, and and I don't know the details if he was really hammered or if he was just a little, just, little just a little, just a little sauced or really sauced, uh, but uh, so he was doing something like seventy five in a forty five
0: for a construction zone. But
1: it was usually sixty five was the speed limit, so that's kind of bogus. Yeah, I twenty
0: five near Quincy. Yeah, who doesn't like, fly around ah, that part? Totally. of Totally,
1: I drive down that. You know, when I'm on I twenty five. I am driving as fast as I can. Usually that's like 14 miles per hour because of traffic. But, you yeah, know, right? at night, i <laughs> cruising up there as fast as I can. But he's in a Bentley. <laughs> he has the personalized, like, oh, man, no, Sean. Yeah, and that he's in a,
0: in a long list of, of athletes in Colorado that have received DUIs. You know, you had John Mobley that had the DUIs. Carmelo Anthony famously have won as well. No, Sean Moreno. So,
1: and basically he's going to be all right.
0: Yeah, he's okay. Fortunately, any. nobody got hurt. But uh, I don't know if this may end his career at the Broncos. I don't know about that. But uh, I think his, his performance on the field combined with his injury have more to say about his uh, future with Denver than anything that he does off the field. Yeah, absolutely. Said for a Parrish Cox incident. But,
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah. That trial's coming up on February 27th. I have to bring Scott Goldman back in here and get yes, his tank. talk about that. But uh, anyway, Super Bowl. You said you didn't really catch much of it.
0: Super Bowl. I caught the – I I did see the end of it, of course, the last uh, five minutes or so. You know, did watch that. Um, Saw the famous Wes Walker drop or the Tom Brady misfire on that one.
1: Yeah, either or.
0: Either or. Those happen. You see the New York Giants with the football down two points driving, and you're just thinking, wow, this looks an awful lot like 2007, right, where the
1: Giants – kind of
0: came from behind there to see the lead. Another
1: magnificent connection there for eli manning and who caught that pass was it branch mario manningham mario yes Michigan. that's right manning to manningham
0: manning to manningham <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: really good one everybody gumble to gumble <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that was cool i liked the game i thought it was good i actually enjoyed that game i thought it was fun close game showed off a little defense yep absolutely i i thought it was hilarious there at the end when bradshaw said uh after the game he said i'd you know, I tried to stop, but my momentum carried me in, and I, that's not what I saw. He was stopped, and I don't. I just think,
0: think you don't want to not get a touchdown. He in the was Super just, Bowl. yeah. I
1: think he was just wired. You can't teach a guy like that to run, and and then just have him in that moment stop on the goal line.
0: I was thinking about that too, like. You know you're you're trained to to go until you reach the end zone, right? So I mean, when the guy does take the ball, but supposedly Eli was telling him, you know, don't score if they let you in. Famously, we saw that same play with the Green Bay Packers and the Denver Broncos, yes, right? With Terrell yes, Davis, absolutely. But uh, you know, you see you see him running straight up the gut, and then it's like I don't I I I do think that his momentum probably took him in there. I don't think it was him wanting to score in the Super Bowl over the fact that. You just, as a running back, you're trained for since high school to get into the end zone, and you're not going to be able to change that over, you know, one 30 seconds with Eli, babyface Manning, telling you not to get in the end zone. It's
1: true because they do say there's that uh, saying about never take points off the board when you're put in yeah. that position. That's kind of the same thing. I mean, he has a touchdown right there. Who knows what could happen Fumble, on the next play or the field goal, exactly, block, block it, yeah. Yeah. whatever. So I, I think, you know, it would have been crazy for him to stop. And uh, it worked out, and uh, I thought it was a good game. Now, what did you think of the halftime show? Did you catch that? I did. You, uh... I did
0: see the halftime show, miraculously.
1: And uh, what, what did you think?
0: I did like it uh, more so than the Black Eyed Peas halftime show the year before. That's kind and, of uh, the
1: consensus, right? Just compared to last season, yeah, it, was yeah, better. it was better. It was a
0: little better. I better music. I mean, yeah, I mean, you kind of grow up, and you know, if you're our age or a little older, you know Madonna's songs pretty well. Uh, I thought the funny thing was I, I heard something afterwards on a on a morning show, I think yesterday or something, 107.5 or something, that was saying, guess what Madonna's paycheck was for the Super Bowl? Um, I don't even know if I want to hear what. 0.00. Like you don't get paid to do the halftime oh, really? show, I guess. Yeah, I no one ever has been. But they did say she does get paid to do the appearances while she's there that week and this and that and the other. So it's like, well, is it really zero then or is it a $1 Plus. Yeah, is
1: that one of those just bull crap things that they yeah, say? It sound like, like oh, the yeah, it sounds
0: like a total PS stat. Like, she didn't get anything for the actual, you know, if she clocked in and clocked out, she got $0 for that. But if she clocked in the Monday before and then clocked out the minute before the show, she made $4 million. Yeah,
1: and I'm sure she would have donated whatever she got to charity anyway, blah, blah, blah. She looked old, though. Well, it was weird. It looked like a, a Madonna impersonator.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean I can't like if she moved too fast she was gonna break something.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it did. It was pretty I thought it was absolutely horrible. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. the,
1: some of the songs were good i like some of the songs you know the new song i guess she has i'd never heard it i didn't like it i'll never Something like about
0: that it's the music i was like turn that off that's <laughs> awful that?
1: What? yeah the music
0: brings us together i'm like no <laughs>
1: it was bad it sounded it...
0: about as good as i sang it right there <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> and then they bring in someone like uh uh Silo green and uh
0: LMFAO it, and yeah and yeah, yeah all, and these, all these
1: people that are supposed to make Madonna while she's next to them make her look more like a real woman <laughs> so you know pose this weird you know grotesque did you see her like self-
0: her one arm push ups when she was having her feet held up by the LMFAO <laughs> guys or whatever I'm like what is what is this like what is this supposed to be proving or oh showing us like hey I'm still strong and I'm I'm still Sexy, maybe. Yeah, uh,
1: and you know what's funny is they talk about not. the halftime show so much, and it's supposed to be this big production every year, and it really is. And they have these elaborate stages, and they bring it in and they bring it out really quick. That and was
0: kind of cool. The the fake stage in front or whatever, yeah, like just, fake football field, and yeah, things. that was it was
1: yeah. kind of a cool effect. But to me, they're you know, I think what I think they should do is they should do a halftime show that is produced. As if most people who are watching it are not in the stadium. Yeah. There's 100 million people watching this and only, what, 80,000 people are in the stadium and twenty five thirty thousand of those people are smoking and drinking and, you know and taking a leap. bathrooms yeah. you know and and then they have this elaborate stage set up that you can 't even really see when you 're watching it on TV. They need to do something completely different and they need to get a different type of person to produce it and direct it i 'm talking about people that do like produce live shows. you ever watched a really cool live concert on a DVD or something where they have it all directed out and they got the swooping cameras and they're, and they 're showing more like inside stuff instead of this big elaborate display i'm thinking more like yeah
0: i I do have palladia so i have palladia Palladia
1: is a perfect example they have really badass concerts on there i'm thinking that next year they should let me do it and i'm going to put on (laughs) something like picture this picture like uh the five best marching band college marching bands right doing some sort of awesome show together maybe they come in one after another
0: thinking grambling and yeah exactly else. yeah
1: guys, guys go out there doing the crazy drumming and the big tubas we already know what works at halftimes and it's marching bands everybody loves marching bands and then but, in, but then like picture it like this picture you know about 150 college top D- division one marching band people and then combine that with the opening ceremonies from the uh, Beijing Olympics remember that that crazy drumming stuff that they were doing with all those crazy commies like all lined up bound, you know banging on those drums yeah. it was awesome it was, it pretty was cool. intimidating and it was and it was cool like it was very cool they need to do something like that and they need to get like cameras down on the field with the big 8 super hd so you can see like the tassels on their shoes and they're just, uh, that would be awesome.
0: You know, and if they don't do
1: that, you know what I'd love to see? No, that's what they should do. What are you talking about if they don't do that?
0: If they if they can't do I'm that. I'm in
1: charge, I'm going to do it.
0: Okay, well, maybe I'm in charge, and I'm going to hire that dude that has the dog that can catch Frisbees (laughs) at a fantastic distance. I'm talking about 50, 60-yard Frisbee throws where this dog just takes off and gets them.
1: They go to do that at the Nuggets halftime all the time, right? Nuggets, but they they do it at
0: the Broncos. They used to do it at the Broncos games all the time.
1: Now they got that You throw
0: two, and the dog can get both of them? That is cool. That's what I want to see. I want to see some crazy, stupid human they could tricks. Combine that all some dog in, right? They
1: could combine it in, yeah. Right? Uh, marching band with really cool stuff with camera angles and all that, and then dogs. Have the dog catching jumping over
0: face. the marching band or something? Whatever.
1: Yeah, because who knows how many viewers they're losing for the puppy bowl? Bring yeah, they don't, don't
0: know, but I yeah, I mean Madonna. Decent, but uh, better than last year. Better than the Black Eyed Peas, but uh, but still, still awful. Needs some it's
1: always just some reiteration of uh, the same bull crap that they always do, and it's always aging old rock stars that you were never that talented to begin with. But they had something. I don't know. It's kind of lame. Yeah. So what, what I'm saying getting, is, I want got. I want widespread to do it next year, or marching bands, okay. or dispatch, or marching bands, or dogs catching frisbees.
0: Sounds good to me. Dogs catching frisbees. It is.
1: Any other thoughts on the Super Bowl?
0: That's it, man. That's all I have to think about. Let's didn't get the, even, uh, let's didn't get, even watch it? Let's get the Broncos in there next year. I saw the important parts. Yeah. Yeah. I saw good. Brady get sacked. I saw the Giants score the go-ahead touchdown, and I saw Brady uh, miss a few passes on that last drive. So and Eli Manning,
1: before we uh, switch topics over the Nuggets, Eli Manning was MVP. Two-time Who, MVP now. Now two-time. Now solidified better than Peyton Manning, in my opinion. Um, not that it matters. But who was the least valuable player?
0: Well, I don't know. Any New England running back, probably, say. I would say.
1: I'd say Tom Brady.
0: Yeah, but he's the reason they got there. I mean, you can't.
1: I mean, in the game. It's not for the season. It's not a season award. It's a game award. MVP of the Super Bowl. Least yeah, valuable right. that's player the guy of, that everybody, of the Super Bowl. That's what
0: everybody says. With with a minute left in the game, who do you want a quarterback? Tom Brady. Not, not in that
1: game. He did not play well.
0: Wanted Eli Manning.
1: He did not play well at all. Yeah. All right.
0: All right.
1: You don't seem really. You don't really seem into that conversation.
0: Nah, it's over. I mean, I've never been a big Brady fan. Go back to selling Uggs and braiding. What's your deal with Uggs?
1: I understand you bring that up a lot.
0: He's a spokesman for Uggs, man. I know.
1: What's what's wrong with that?
0: I don't know. Uh, don't
1: Uggs make a fine boot?
0: <laughs> I have no idea. For a woman, yes.
1: Well, you understand that there's different types of Ugg boots. It's not just those big, poofy... I've
0: never gone to finish line and see them displaying Uggs. <laughs> so, or Sports Authority or dick Sporting Goods. So,
1: you know. What whatever. about slippers? Would you wear UGG slippers? Yes. Those 100% yes. Very comfortable, I think. <laughs> All right. Nuggets talk after this break. And we're back, Denver Nuggets, rough Denver week, Nuggets. rough week,
0: not their best week, not their best uh, outlook for the rest of this month either, how many
1: injuries did they suffer this week? Everybody, everybody,
0: <laughs> there's not, uh, I was just looking at the, uh, when I write my previews for the games, I, I follow this, uh, the Nuggets team website, and I even see on there now, what that, previews? For Denver Stiffs when I write game previews. What's that? Denver stiffs? Yeah. It's a Nuggets website. It is? Yeah. You ready for that? Sometimes. Oh, I gotta check that out. It's pretty decent, yeah. Denverstiffs.com.
1: Denverstiffs.com. dot com. That sounds good.
0: It's not bad. Yeah.
1: All right, cool. Sorry to interrupt you.
0: No worries. <laughs> but uh if you if you consult this uh this 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 website. Anyway, I'm just saying that even last night, when you when you find out about this horrible Danilo Gallinari injury, that today looks like he's going to be out. Uh, he could be out up to a month.
1: Is that what they're saying now? I hadn't heard.
0: Which might translate into with the All Star break, fortunately being this month, about 12 games they could Ugh. be missing him. Ugh. Uh, Ugh. Nuggets Nuggets most consistent scorer probably. <laughs> But oh God! Yeah, you see that, and then you look at the preview for uh, the coming game, and it's Rudy Fernandez is listed on there with a lower oh. back strain, yeah. and you're like, wait a minute, he played the whole game. I just saw him against the Rockets, and he's hurt too. And, and uh, Mozgov's hurt. Mozgov is out. Uh, he's got that horribly sprained left ankle as well.
1: Okay, so all right, so we got Fernandez. Wait, is it Fernandez or Hernandez? Fernandez. Fernandez. It's not Aaron Hernandez. It's Rudy <laughs> Fernandez. Rudy. Rudolph, I call him Rudolph.
0: He's playing, he's got the, the strained Fernandez. lower back, which you okay. probably get from taking so many flops.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Last this isn't night, a soccer pitch, it's it, a little harder.
0: Yeah, last night we were watching the Rockets Nuggets and uh, Kevin Martin, notorious flopper, versus Rudy Fernandez, and there's a play where uh, Rudy flops on Kevin and gets the call. And I was thinking to myself, flopper versus flopper, and then Scott Hastings is like, "Well, there's the the flop off, you know, Spain versus America <laughs> yeah. in this flop tournament." Yeah. But yeah, uh, Rudy Fernandez out, uh, okay. strained lower back, not out but injured. He'll he'll probably play. He but, will. He will
1: play. All right, and then. Danilo. But he's
0: also wearing a brace for his strained Achilles tendon that he has as well. Uh, awful. Daniel Gallinari sprained left ankle. They also found a. Uh, a chip in his foot a bone chip which they think is from a previous injury so who knows how long that's been floating around so he could miss uh, three to four weeks somewhere in there you got uh, nene who once again strained his left heel the left side of the nuggets is a big problem we got to work on the left side somehow yeah. but uh, strained his left heel he's been dealing with heel issues all season um
1: his whole career he's been a big baby a big nene.
0: <laughs> in a in a in a sense, but I don't think he's as injured as big, people think. Crappy diapered baby. I mean, he tore his ACL one game, and then he had cancer. I mean, can you really can you really avoid any, any one of those? It's mm-hmm. not like he's he a spends more time man in the gym, him. you know. <laughs> but uh, with him, he's going to be battling. There's no time to rest. He's not going to have any any sort of break really to let that heel rest properly, so he's going to have to power through.
1: So he is not out is what you're saying.
0: He is maybe going to play tomorrow against Dallas. He might not. Who knows? Aaron Aflalo was uh, also out with uh, – uh, I think he also has a left uh, ankle left ankle sprain as well as a, a big toe sprain, and he's also dealing with groin and hamstring issues. It's like this. this depth the Nuggets have – is just a, a longer injury list, I guess.
1: And this this is because of the intensity of the schedule, the frequency of the games, or this is a lack of preseason conditioning, or. It's a combination, is for it? sure. Yeah.
0: It's a combination of guys that, uh, you know, didn't. Guys like Nene and Aflalo, who didn't know if they were going to have, you know, wanted to wait out the lockout to see what their contract was going to look like, signing as free agents. And it's also because of this you know, back-to-back-to-back games. And then you have nights – like the Nuggets are playing Dallas tomorrow night. Dallas hasn't played since Saturday. But then Dallas might have a back-to-back-to-back like next week. It's like, well, why are you giving them three whole days off and then making them play three games in three nights? Or like the Nuggets playing you know, four games in five nights or seven games in nine nights. It's ridiculous, and it's all about making money. You know, we didn't need to see 66 games. We could have lived with, you know, 55 to 60 games. What's what's really going to be the, the consequence of these 10 games? I believe Denver has played two games now in Portland, one off a of back-to-back, one off a of back-to-back-to-back. So what chance does Denver even have to win those games in a very hostile environment against a division rival? It's complete BS to ask these teams to... You know, play these type of games against division foes that are going to count towards your playoff seeding. It's ridiculous, and well, it's all about making money, and it's it's crap.
1: Well, I'll never feel too bad for any of these guys. Um, they're professional athletes playing basketball for a living, but there's a bit of reprieve this week—just three games, right? Dallas, Golden State, Indiana. Before we will record our show next week, so that's a little bit of a reprieve, right? Just three games this week, as opposed to the
0: five games of five last week. Last right?
1: week and the week before that, they had how many in that week? One, two, three, four, five, five that week. Yeah, they're ba- basically they've been playing five or six games a week now. Three, slow it down a little bit. Um, but the
0: competition gets tougher as this month wears on. You see Dallas, who's the defending champs. They're playing a little bit better they've i think i believe lost three in a row same as the nuggets they're without jason kidd who is the uh the older veteran point guard there at the strain right calf golden state always a tough team they can score a lot of points they can get hot and then you got indiana who's looking like they could maybe go pretty deep in the playoffs out east so it, it, you don't have as many games but the games you do have you need to figure out a way to win
1: yeah so we'll see yeah uh, it doesn't this last little slide there I've had, they, they lost, uh, looks like, five out of the last six. But, you know, before that, they had won six in a row, and they had run eight out of nine. You know, so it, 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 it'll even out. I think that they're going to be okay. Uh, the injuries could really, I mean, hopefully.
0: Well, the good news about the injuries is it does give guys like Kenneth Fareed. We saw Chris Anderson get off the bench. Julian Stone and Kenneth Fareed actually started against the Rockets. Uh, you might you might get to see a little bit of Jordan Hamilton. Uh, there might be more emphasis now for the Nuggets to go ahead and bring Wilson Chandler back when he's eligible to come back from China. There's even been talk about the Nuggets perhaps looking into – you know, people thinking that they should look at re-signing Jr. Smith now. Whether that would be something he would consider? Would be, I don't think so. <laughs> you know, does he want George <laughs> Carl to jerk around his playing time for another you know, couple seasons? Or there's
1: got to be somebody better if they had if they had to pick up somebody. There's got to be somebody that better than Jr. Smith.
0: Well, and the real the real big thing for Jr. Smith is he's going to be an unrestricted free agent, and uh, with this crazy busy schedule, we saw Chauncey Billups last night. Oof tear his Achilles tendon.
1: Is that it for him? Is at, that his career?
0: At 35 years old, he is going to have a huge uphill battle facing him. The Nuggets saw uh, Vashawn Leonard tear his Achilles tendon late in his career here, and he never really bounced back from that. I think he was here for another maybe half a season to a full season, and then he was he was kind of gone and retired. I think he played for somebody else for a year, but he was never the same. Chauncey's going to have a huge uphill battle. um but he has he has declared today, uh Adrian Wojciechowski of Yahoo Sports had a quote from Chauncey saying he will be back. He's not done, but um if he is able to come back, who knows what kind of player he'll be. So somebody like J.r. Smith now sees a huge opportunity to go ahead and sign with the Clippers and start. So the Clippers have stolen Kenny Martin in the last week. they signed him
1: did they I didn't hear that That's yeah funny.
0: they got Kenny for uh two and a half million dollars this season. Good luck way with there. that
1: Sacramento. Good luck with Kenyon Martin.
0: Los Angeles, Clippers. What did I say? Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> same same team, right? That's what I meant. <laughs> but Kenny will Mop- be Actually,
1: uh, we'll ruin it later. I'm pretty sure I said the Clippers.
0: But he's not, he's not going to start there. They have, of course, Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. So they got Kmart to come off the bench. Uh, he's a great defender, but um, not the best shooter around, obviously,
1: now is uh, yeah so,
0: but they could also get J.R. Smith, so you might see the Clippers that had Chauncey Billups, uh, J.R. Smith, and Kenny Martin. I mean, Denver Wester. West- How do you say
1: Denver West? Yeah, Wester
0: er Denver? Yeah, <laughs> I don't that, know. That sounds right. So the Nuggets didn't yeah. have very much success with those guys. Of course, they did make that that one uh, Western Conference Finals run, but other than that, not too much brewing with uh, with those characters.
1: Yeah. So uh, bottom line. The the Nuggets are still in second place in the West, right?
0: No, they uh, they they fell from second to fourth
1: just yesterday.
0: Uh, over this past week, I mean, it's it's such a close race right now with you know so early in the season still that you know a, a tough slide here or there is going to vault you two or three spots in the standings, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. But something that's ridiculous that I was looking at was for home wins, the Nuggets are now seven and five at the Pepsi Center after twelve games. They have one more win than teams like Golden State, Sacramento and uh blah, blah blah Minnesota, so I mean, are those really teams you want to compare your team with? No, not at all
1: you'd think they'd have a better record at, at home. home, yeah,
0: yeah, and on the road they're you know they're 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 seven and seven and five, I believe, or no I don't know they're better on the road than they are at home right now, which is ridiculous, but at the same time, the nuggets have so many new faces that it's not really their home floor yet, right?
1: Yeah. In a no, sense, I mean, I guess it should be.
0: Yeah, but I mean guys like Rudy Fernandez didn't get, you know, 2 or 3 months to get a good training camp in here and really use that Mile High altitude to their advantage and they don't really have the comfort with the baskets here yet you know so i can see a a rough home record being somewhat understandable for a a team that has so many new faces
1: you you know what i would do if i was george carl before the game uh coming up here uh, tomorrow night against dallas at home i'd bring the whole team out onto the floor and i'd tell uh who's our big guy now coast to Costa, Costa. Koufus. Yeah. Koufus. And I'd tell uh, Ty Lawson, to, I'd say, jump up on his shoulders, and I'd give him a tape measure, and I'd have him measure the hoop. And then I'd have him measure the distance to the free throw line. And then I'd be like, yeah, that's the same way it is in Spain and Russia and wherever it is, just <laughs> like Gene Hackman did in Hoosiers. <laughs> that? Gene Hackman. Yeah. Fantastic yeah. fake coach. Yeah.
0: Gene He's Hackman really could, if this Nuggets team made a magical run, he could play George Carl in a movie.
1: <laughs> he could. Oh, He's versatile. He's no, but you know what? He could play, uh, you know who Gene Hackman could play? He could play. George Carl. I just told you. He could play Nene in a movie <laughs> about <laughs> Nene. That's how good of an actor he is.
0: He could. I could see him doing it. Yeah, he could. Grow some braids, throw him in a in a, yep. in a little pony.
1: Yep. He'd do it. All right. He'd do it. I'm in for that. All right. What else? What else, Denver Stiffs guy?
0: Denver Stiffs guy. We got Dallas coming in here tomorrow night. The Nuggets embarrassed Dallas in their second game of the season. The Nuggets opener, 115-93. to 93. Mm-hmm. Dallas is going to want a little
1: revenge. Uh, Lawson scored 27 points that game. Yes, looks
0: fantastic. Lawson hasn't looked as good as he has against that Dallas game for a long time. So that's the thing that I want to see. These injuries are now starting to pile up, so you need guys to start stepping up. That's my big thing this season is I want to see these younger players make the older players obsolete. I don't want to see Al Harrington and Andre Miller leading the way for the Nuggets. Not only is that not good for the future of the team, but it's just not good for the development of these younger guys. Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not something that you, you don't want to see Chris Anderson, Andre Miller, and Al Harrington being the guys that you need to lean on. You want to see Ty Lawson. You want to see Daniil Gallinari, even Nene. You want to see Aaron Aflalo. You want to see these guys step up and start hitting big shots, carrying the team when they're missing you know, two or three faces. Like These dudes need to show that the team should be built around them if they truly want. To be the leaders of this team
1: Yeah we need somebody To score 20 points a game Is anybody scoring 20 points a game On this team No Nobody 20 Come on Gallo is getting close But uh, he's out for a month So Ty
0: Lawson I mean If you want to prove That you're a big time NBA star And not just a change Of pace Backup This is your time To shine man
1: All right, Ty Lawson Do it That's what
0: Ben Stiller Would say Do it Do it Yeah Wait, from what? You serious? Starsky and Hutch, man. Come on. Oh, yeah, that was
1: a good movie. <laughs> I like that movie.
0: Anyway, big week for the Nuggets. Gallows out. Nuggets need to keep it going. Sad to see Chauncey Billups go down. Even our, our old friend Carmelo Anthony is out for one to two weeks with a groin strain out in New York. So we're just starting to see the uh, the wear and tear. Zach Randolph in Memphis has missed extended time. Manu Ginobili with the Spurs, uh, Al Horford with Atlanta. There's just been a, a rash of injuries across the NBA, like we haven't seen. And people are trying to pinpoint where it's coming from. It's the crazy schedule. It's the lack of a training camp. It's everything combining to make what hasn't been the best product in the NBA on the floor. You haven't seen the best games you've ever seen. The refing has been atrocious as usual. But uh, there are so many games, it is kind of fun to watch, right? I mean.
1: Yeah, I, I'm having a good time.
0: I'm having a great time. I'm having an awesome time. The whole neighborhood knows I'm having an awesome time.
1: Yeah, it's you know, I was just looking back at some of these scores. And there's been, you know, a handful of overtime games. But for the most part, it looks like they're, they haven't been that close.
0: That's the other thing with these games is it's either, you know, a close game as usual, right? There's been some overtime games where there's something to play for but there's been just so many blowouts it's like do you really want to see the nuggets go to portland and get you know blown out of that game third game in 3 nights and have to go play a division rival in the rose garden one of the toughest places to play in the nba doesn't sound that intimidating
1: the rose, rose garden. garden but it's thorny
0: it's a, i mean if you watch the the, the portland games on tv man it's a it's it's just, it's an intense place to play yeah and you should go up there. It's a big, uh, big beer city. You love that place.
1: Oh, I love Portland. Yeah, it's fantastic. You know, I started watching the, that show, Portlandia.
0: Never heard of it. I watched Californication.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good one too. Uh, but uh, Portlandia, it's uh, oh, I forget his name. The dude, he was a dude from Saturday Night Live. Anyway, they make fun of uh, hippies and liberals and. Pretentious the boulder dude from Saturday
0: people. Night Live. <laughs> I Boy, I can only think of about a thousand people.
1: <laughs> Who's the guy who did Obama? Who was the Obama impersonator? I, I can't remember his name.
0: He plays like a, a wide range of people. He can play like white, black.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's kind of Middle like uh, ambiguously racial or something. Yeah, like that guy. He's good. I've got to look up his name. Here we go. What is da, 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 Wikipedia? Not pan. Okay. Fred Armisen.
0: Yeah, Fred Armisen. Yeah, nice call, man.
1: Very, very good. Uh, very good show.
0: Portlandia.
1: Portlandia. Is it
0: better than Ikea Heights?
1: <laughs> no, I've seen that, though. <laughs> There's nothing better than that. Nothing. That is great. That
0: is a great show. Um, if right. you don't know it, YouTube it, Ikea Heights. I don't know if it's on YouTube. Just Google it, Ikea Heights. Wonderful show. Not as wonderful as watching the Nuggets at Pepsi Center, which
1: you have a chance to do tomorrow night. hmm Absolutely. So uh, we're about ready to wrap the show up, but uh, we're going to take a quick, very, very, very quick break. And uh, when we come back, new segment. New segment. Nate's Gripe of the Week. It's kind of like that uh, really grinds my ears. Is that what we're. Hey, I'm approaching my 30th birthday. It's
0: time for me to start getting <laughs> angry.
1: <laughs> Nate's Gripe of the Week after a quick. <music> Told you that was quick.
0: Man, that was really quick. Yeah, just a little five-second little thing. I've only eaten
1: half of my ice cream sandwich. Yeah, by the way, if anybody thought, as I did, that Nate was a little eager to get out of that first segment where we talked about the Super Bowl, it's because he had to take a potty break.
0: Sometimes you can't help yourself. Full
1: disclosure. So you know, I'm an old my, man now. I apologize. I'm an old man on now. On behalf of Nate for that lackluster, lackluster show there. Really, grinded your
0: gears. (laughs)
1: Really, yeah. That's my gripe of the week. Forget that. This is all about you, ladies and gentlemen. Nate Timmons, gripe of the week. I feel like we've built it up too much. Well, uh, it's about (laughs) punching in the face, getting punched in the face.
0: All right. So May fifth, not a big date. It's not Memorial Day weekend. It's not. uh, I don't know Fourth of July. It's not Christmas. Certainly. But May 5th was supposed to be a big day for boxing fans. We were supposed to finally maybe be able to see Floyd Mayweather versus Manny Pacquiao. It was going to be an epic day. The day before Floyd Mayweather goes to jail it was going to be awesome. We're going to get to see this fight that people have been tearing their own hair out for for about the past four to five years now. And instead of seeing that fight, we're going to see Floyd Mayweather fight Miguel Cotto. We're going to see Manny Pacquiao his next fight's going to be against Tim Bradley.
1: I don't know who any of these people are.
0: Yeah, right. And instead, you know, it, it, boxing doesn't have any kind of leverage over their fighters. There's no reason. There's no way that they can make Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao fight. But if you look at a, at another league, if you look at the UFC, they have all the leverage in the world, right? You know, for the 205 pound belt, for the 170 pound belt, for the heavyweight championship, they dictate who fights. They dictate what matchups they want, whatever they want. And dudes step up and take the fight because they have no other choice. It's either fight in the UFC or go fight somewhere where no one's ever going to hear about you or ever see you. And boxing doesn't have that. Boxing is so much about the fighter now that there's no way to leverage these guys or to make these guys face each other. And it's garbage. Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao should have happened three years ago when Manny Pacquiao was at the prime of his career. But like Floyd likes to do, he loves to wait around until guys come out of their prime and then pounce on them so he can try to keep his undefeated record intact. And it's garbage.
1: Because it's for him, it's about his legacy. It's about
0: his legacy. It's about making dollars. And it's not about... He's not in it for the love of the fight, I don't believe
1: yeah, and I know this hurts you because you have been a lifelong fan of Floyd mayweather, and you know how does this what is this you know does this change the way you feel about him
0: a lifelong fan of Floyd mayweather I know you've always just <laughs>
1: since you were a kid
0: i can't stand floyd mayweather
1: really oh he's you you haven't the worst. mentioned that before.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I ever since I think the the first time would, I really fell out. Would you out call of, him
1: despicable vermin?
0: He is a despicable <laughs> disgrace. He's you know uh, doesn't pay taxes. Supposedly likes to beat on women. Like what is there to like about this guy?
1: Nothing. Um at the, all. The, But there's nothing to like about boxing as a sport, in my opinion. And it's not just because of these guys. They don't have leverage over these guys. There's nobody else coming in that's compelling. There's nobody else to replace them. Well, these UFC guys are going to MMA, New guys right? coming in all the time, and they're exciting young players. And uh, so, I mean, it's just it's completely – boxing has been left behind so long ago. I, I can't even believe that there's even a small following for it. Yeah. It's just it's been a it's been a disaster. It's been horrible. And this
0: was this was the one super fight that people are like, you can put boxing back on the map. No, it really couldn't. No. It really couldn't do that. It it would it would be a huge pay per view event. Um it would be massive. There would be a ton of interest. But after this fight, it's not like the interest goes away. The and, interest would go completely away after this fight. There's nothing left. There's it's not like this is a Uh, You know, if you compare it to NASCAR, this wouldn't be the Daytona 500, which is the first event of the season. And then you get to watch this whole season of great car racing if you're into that stuff, which I'm not. But, you know, it it would be a a, a Super Bowl and then it would be preseason again after that.
1: And you know what? It wouldn't even be a Super Bowl. It wouldn't even be. It would be all hype, right? Five, six years of hype built up. The fight, I could predict what would happen. It would be disappointing. It would be boring. It would be it Floyd would Mayweather
0: playing defense. End quick
1: or it would not end quick or it wouldn't end quick. I there would be think. there would be some sort of, you know, controversial at finish that nobody would be satisfied with. Uh, there, you know. Like Floyd
0: be, Mayweather punching a guy while there is a timeout going
1: on. Yes. I mean something. It would just be <laughs> it, it would be like Because he hasn't done that in his last fight. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I didn't even know that. I, I've never watched a boxing match my life.
0: But it would be it would be it would be a big fight, but it's just it's disappointing to see that you know, I mean, after these two guys, there's there's not a, a ton left, but you can't even make the one fight that would make your sport the center of attention for an entire month leading up to it. You can't make that happen because you don't have the leverage to make these guys get in the ring against each other. The the biggest heavyweight fight right now would be between two brothers. And they're they've vowed never to fight each other. And there's Klitschko, no way right? boxing can make Vitali and Vladimir Klitschko fight each other.
1: Yeah, but isn't it a, you know, shouldn't they find other guys? Shouldn't they find new young guys to well, fight? Well these
0: these new young guys are discovering that Jiu Jitsu and you know, karate and wrestling karate. and boxing are karate. their their avenues.
1: It's karate.
0: Karate. Show some respect. In the garage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good sound effect.
1: Yeah, that was good. But uh, yeah, I mean
0: it's, it's it's disappointing to me because – I don't know. It's just my one Super Bowl that I wanted that I'm never going to have because now even, even if they fought uh, a year from now, that, that removes Manny from four years from his prime when he was literally would beat any guy you put in front of him. So now it's – if it happened next year when Floyd gets out of jail and does enough push-ups to be able to fight again – it's like, yeah, okay. It's a, it's a out of his, both guys probably out of their primes, you know? And it never happened when it should have happened and it's a disgrace to anybody that still follows the uh, the sweet science of boxing. Yeah, yeah. That's my gripe of the
1: week, man. Fair enough. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I mean, maybe one day. Maybe one day No, got, the day's gone. When you got a little little Timmons running around, you can train to be a fighter and he could be the next great american boxing hero.
0: You know, I've been trying to talk a couple of uh, my buddies kids into getting into uh, MMA and stuff. I'm not sure how it's going to work, but I want to train these guys. I, I feel like I can do it. You can train them? I feel like I could be the Freddie Roach for these kids.
1: <laughs> yeah. That should work out great.
0: I got to figure out how to toughen them up though. What do you do? Just Don't start you... slapping them in the yep. face? Yeah. All
1: right. Well, you got to. Rich, I'm coming for
0: your kid, man. What, Carter, I'm going to teach him.
1: I'm did, did going all the way. I heard Joe Rogan say, make a comparison between porn stars and UFC fighters, and that they're all a little bit broken <laughs> somehow, and that's how they got into it. So they have to have some sort of a rough situation in life.
0: Well, if you look at uh, the new 170-pound interim champion, Carlos Condit, completely not true. Really? He is the son of, uh, I, I believe, I don't know if it's a uh, New Mexico state official. He was, uh, you know, born of a of a silver spoon, some could say. If you look at the Klitschko brothers, they both hold uh, doctorates.
1: Yeah, right. I hear that. <laughs>
0: Is that hard to get in Russia? Yeah, go, Slide no. a ball of vodka yeah, to yeah. somebody. What's a in? Russian doctorate worth? <laughs>
1: honestly, let's be serious here.
0: Hey, they're master chess players.
1: <laughs> yeah, again,
0: we'll bring just, them on CSG. We'll, just, we'll, they can play you in chess. Yeah. We'll see how many moves it takes.
1: Yeah, I'm sure they're that good. We'll figure it out. They're just that's all. Yeah, that's all bullcrap. Those guys are geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> Less so with every fight, probably. <laughs> all right. Well. That'll do it. And that concludes this new segment, Nate's Gripe of the Week. That's it. So let's uh, get out of here. Oh, uh, next week we're going to do a new top five list. Uh, This one uh, was uh, suggested by one of you, the listener. Uh, Rich, I believe, and Rifle uh, suggested uh, next week's top five list, top five failed smack talk. Uh, So that should be a good one. I already have some ideas. Might have to have a little more uh, liberal uh, interpretation of what smack talk is because uh, I got a couple ideas that might not fall directly under talk, but it's kind of like somebody who just was so arrogant in the way and then having them see that didn't work out great. That makes sense. Was that like a really great description? <laughs> that was an I excellent
0: <laughs> Like I almost felt like you should work for like the Food Network <laughs> for describing tasty delectable treats <laughs> yeah. but we also do have con- uh, confirmation from one jeff morton of denverstiffs.com he wants to come on and do the show next week nice maybe dive into some denver nuggets basketball and maybe test jeff's knowledge against uh somebody other than myself in nuggets related trivia
1: yes absolutely we got another uh, what secret secret guest
0: Maybe. We either have a secret guest or maybe, uh, maybe we just try to get one of our lovely listeners to come on and battle Jeff Morton.
1: All right. Lovely listener out there. If you'd like to uh, test your mettle against the esteemed Jeff Morton, let us know. And uh, you can do that by emailing us at show at ColoradoSportsGuys.com or leave us a message at 720-722-1274. No matter where you are in the world if you can make time, we're going to record next Monday night instead of Tuesday night because uh, loverboy Boys be got a, a date.
0: you got to be with our sweetheart on <laughs> Valentine's Day. Cara sports wife and Cara sports girlfriend.
1: Oh, no. I don't uh, celebrate Valentine's Day.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm sure you can get away with never that. have.
1: That's something I set a precedent early on in our relationship. That uh, Valentine's Day. So are
0: you too cheap to buy some flowers and chocolates and go out to dinner or what?
1: Well, what here's saying? the situation. Is that,
0: uh, is that what you're telling me? Is that what you're telling here's me? Here's the
1: situation. When you go out to dinner on Valentine's Day, right, it's an absolute headache. They're, every restaurant Why? Is you packed. make reservations. They have, you're right. You get reservations. They usually have a limited menu where uh, it doesn't exactly represent what the restaurant does. So you go to uh, your you favorite have to restaurant and get a
0: steak or uh, you have whatever. You buy in.
1: And then what happens is because there's so many people and they got to turn you in, turn you out, what's supposed to be like a nice restaurant experience turns into like this cafeteria, overpriced <laughs> <What>? cafeteria. <laughs> Where they just crank lo- out steaks. You
0: lost your mind. All
1: right. Here's the deal. When's the last We're time? i not rushing
0: you out of there. Hey, pal. Absolutely. Get off my table. Absolutely. I'm trying to make a couple got extra got dollars to, on a the ticket. They thing.
1: got to turn that table. They raise the prices. The quality of the food goes down because they got steaks sitting under heat lamps. Um, let me tell you. If you're smart, you instead of going out on Valentine's Day, and it's too late for you, Timmons, I guess, but to the listeners who have maybe procrastinated a little bit.
0: I'm in for a lovely time.
1: Uh you go ahead, and uh, if you're out there and you're going to take a lady out to dinner, set it up for the 13th, and make it a surprise.
0: Or just cook your own food. We've already given you tips on some delicious menu items.
1: Yeah, you could do that. You could cook the talk Roscoe being, Burger. Talk about being cheap.
0: Go find the Ben Hawkman podcast and get the ingredients to the Roscoe Burger, and give your lady or boyfriend a delicious hamburger.
1: Yes. It's not the Ben Hockman podcast. It's our podcast that Ben with Hockman was on. Yeah. Yes. Just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> Good episode. Yeah. Did I, did I offend you anyway with my Valentine's Day point of view? No, not really. I feel like it's, you know, there's something in the air now. Is there like some what? Tension right now.
0: Cause <laughs> kind of sports guy tension. What's going on? I'll buy you some chocolates next week for the show. <laughs> <laughs> we'll <get over> it. <laughs> Maybe bring you some flowers. Cook you a Roscoe burger. I don't know. <laughs> Use some Old Bay. I saw Old Bay at the uh, sunflower market over the weekend. Thought of the Roscoe burger.
1: Oh, Old Bay, yeah. And I have to say something. After that episode, I had one of my friends uh, contact me, and uh, he was like. Heard you plagiarized my uh, burger recipe (laughs) on the podcast. The Roscoe Burger is a rip I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, you said it was your recipe, and you gave it on the podcast. I I said, no. I never, ever said that I made that recipe up. I just named the recipe. Wow. And I named it after myself.
0: Wow. Selfish man. Doesn't go out on Valentine's. Steals recipe from his friends. Learn a lot tonight. Learning a lot.
1: Nate, <laughs> let's end this.
0: Yeah, let's get back here next week. <laughs> and, is, uh,
1: uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll talk about it this week. See let's hope we'll that the
0: uh, the Avalanche and Nuggets combine for more than one win next week. Episode 26?
1: No, this is 27? 27 right now.
0: Man, it's getting old. Yeah. Who uh, we dedicate this one to? Well, let's see.
1: What we who is who
0: is number 27 in Denver? Our boy, Mr. Sauce himself. No Sean Moreno.
1: We're definitely not dedicating it to him. How about we go
0: older than him and say, Steve Atwater, our no. boy that should be in the Hall of Fame.
1: Yeah. Let's hold off on him. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Quit living in the past.
0: <laughs> it's all I do, buddy.
1: Now, you know what uh, we didn't talk about, but maybe we should uh, – we should just mention it here before we go. Jason Hamill's gone from the Rockies.
0: We can throw this at the very end of the show. No one's listening anymore. Well, I'm just saying it.
1: maybe we could dedicate it to him as a guy that I always enjoyed here. And I'm bon kinda, voyage. I'm kind of sad to see Jason Hamill go.
0: Have fun in Comiskey Park? Is and that what I'm it is? I'm not <laughs>
1: sure why we got that other guy, but... uh Whoever we traded
0: one bad pitcher for another one. Yeah, but we can trade
1: two bad pitchers for We traded for two one bad pitcher. pitchers for one bad pitcher. It's the but, Rockies' MO. But Jason Hamill was not that bad. He had a bad season. All right, whatever. I want What dedicated. was he before
0: that? Eight and eight or something? Come on, it's Jason Hamill. This guy's a, a fifth rotational guy at best.
1: Fifth? Fifth. One, two, three, four, four. Fifth! <laughs> All right, fine. So we won't say dedicated to him.
0: We could do that. I mean, he did get traded, he did uh, put in some time here in Colorado. We can get Andrew Martin to come on later from PurpleRow.com to let us know how much he
1: has missed. All right. Forget it. We're not dedicating it to anybody. We'll just end the show. No dedication. Nope. You know what? Uh, it's the day of the Colorado caucuses, Republican caucuses. Uh, this one, uh, episode number 27, going to Ron Paul. Thank you very much. Ron Paul, you're him? the man. Ron Paul, when we going to see him?